All right, welcome back to the Olash Pod. It's been a while. What even? What even episode are we on? It's it's episode twenty of the Olash Pod. We finally made it out of uh, those awkward teen years. We're twenties. We're twenties now, baby. Welcome back. Sorry for being a deadbeat dad. We are back. <laughs> I think I'm losing my voice. We are back with a guest episode, which I'm really excited about. I've been wanting to have this person in for a long time, and I finally got the chance to talk to Naomi Kyle. Naomi is one of the most prominent figures in the gaming industry. She worked as an on-air host at IGN. You probably know. You probably remember. And she continues to put out a ton of her own original content on multiple media platforms, so... I was really excited to talk to her. I've been wanting to get in touch with her for a long time. She was a really awesome person to talk to. She was extremely insightful and very, very genuine. And I hope that I get more chances uh, to talk with her in the future because I think she's a really cool person and I look up to her. So I'm excited about this podcast and uh, here it is. Okay. So I first want to, well, I just want to get right into it. I first want to ask you, kind of because it, it's such a big deal to be on IGN, you're like a face of gaming, um, tell me a little bit about your experience, just from like the first few months to when it was kind of to, winding down. Right, right. Like, um, so I've been, I was there seven years, approximately, six and a half, um, <laughs> and I started very young. I was, you know, early 20s, I had just gotten like my dream job it was my first job at an office like nine to five salary <laughs> that kind of lifestyle and it's something that I always looked up to uh on television you know when you'd see people live that kind of lifestyle and um I didn't really know going in what to expect I come from a background of being a creative and like having studied film and stuff so um it was <laughs> it was a bit of a an adjustment I'd say it took me like about two years to really grasp you know the under like just how this business kind of world works. Um, totally. Because I came from, you know, having been in college and worked, <laughs> like, gig jobs, very gig-based jobs. Mm-hmm. And so I was always going in and then leaving these these people and never having to see them on a regular basis. But I think my main takeaway, all that to say, is that um, my experience there was very formative. Um, everyone that I, I know that I, that I looked up to is from that company. Uh, you know, I can... T- tell you you know everyone from sam sam who i worked with who was like just a, a huge gen- generous nice person who was uh, always across from me when i sat at my desk and um there was people who even you know before uh like with greg greg miller when he was working there who was a huge influence on me um and i think those types of people and and the gaming space that we were in and just ha- being at the forefront of gaming in the way that ign is uh opened a whole so many doors for me it was very um fulfilling in a lot of ways to you know be associated with these people i really looked up to um and you know it was a family it it really became a family in the end so it's you know an experience that i will uh cherish forever and i just really hope that um uh you know i can do something just as great if not as equal as my time there oh for uh, sure I feel like you yeah, already I, are 
Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice of you. Yeah. yeah so I guess overall takeaway is just it was a great opportunity. It opened a lot of doors and um, I had a ton of fun and I stayed there a long time. And I think that that should go without saying like it's if you see that I've been at a place for six and a half years, that's usually a good sign. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? What would you say is like an up about being on such a large platform like that? And what's maybe a down? Yeah, so there's definitely the pressure. Uh, I think that's a down aspect. So I'm going to start mm-hmm. with a bad and end it on a good note. So <laughs> I think just the pressure of knowing there this is a huge audience that you're catering to. Not only that, but it's the gamer audience, it's the mm-hmm. internet audience, which is in and of itself pretty volatile. And it could there's extreme highs and extreme lows constantly. And I hear a lot of YouTubers talk in that way as well. And it was the same thing for you know working for IGN you'd get the really nice comments that like lift you up for the whole day. And then you'll get, see one really bad one. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh God, what am I doing? Like they hate me. I'm such a bet. Like they think I, I suck. Um, but I, I think, um, you know, that, that's, that's a down that people in this day and age will experience anywhere in the world. It really isn't specific to mm-hmm. IGM. Um, so I think that was the only aspect is the fact that you're constantly up against this, uh, God, like brutal, brutal uh, audience. And, yeah. And, you know, level of fandom that could be sometimes very extreme and very destructive. Um, so that's it. But, uh, you know, on the positive side, uh, and I'm glad that you asked me that as well, uh, <laughs> is that I think there was, um, there was a camaraderie, you know, being a part of IGN. I think it still has that we're family, even though it's a corporation, it still has that we're family we're stick we're on this mission together we have the common goal of covering gaming in the best way possible and to kind of try to please as many people as you can which you know is a losing battle but we we tried our best to, we, we were all trying our best you know and yeah. that was seen through how we hung out together after work that was seen through you know us working and leaning on each other through hard times uh it was just this feeling of like we're here on the battlefield of the internet and trying to make it as entertaining like make our content as entertaining as thoughtful as thought-provoking uh as accurate and and uh, true to the ethics of journalism as possible and i think that that was um a really good positive not only for you know the fact that that's something that people expect out of a company like ign but also for me being a part of that world it, i learned so much and i was able to um feel included in that, which uh, I think I will be forever grateful for. Yeah, I feel like it is really special to be a part of a group like that, especially when you are putting out content and you know there's going to be hate because you can lean on one another or like you can laugh about it. There's more than one like person with you. You can be like, oh, this is dumb. But like when you're alone looking at the comments, you're like, oh, I know. (laughs) Are they right? Like, yeah, and it's, it's, it's a tough thing. And it's something that I've had to encounter being on my own right now, having left the company. Um, and I can only imagine it's similar for you in some aspects um, to have to experience that and talk yourself out of the negative uh, talk that can happen after reading stuff that, you know, is meant literally targeted and meant to put you down. And yeah. they will try any way to, to get you to feel that way, even if it's a complete lie. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing. <laughs> I know, but you've done a lot since leaving IGN. Talk a little bit about some of the projects you're working on now or stuff you've launched and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so I did, when I left IGN, I had these uh, little 
uh, I don't know, cupcakes in the oven, however you want to call it, that we're <laughs> brewing and are unfortunately still brewing. And these are projects that are very much bigger than, um, you know, I could even do as one person. So I, I'm waiting on moving parts and uh, those little projects I can't talk about. But I think since leaving IGN, uh, my focus has just been, I'm going to, you know, really align myself with the brands that have always supported me throughout my time at IGN. You know, I have a really strong relationship with AMD. I have a strong relationship with AT&T. Like, all these companies kind of reached out to me or I, I reached out to them, depending on the company, and uh, was like, hey, like, I'm, I'm free. If you guys need a host for anything, like, hit me up. And lo and behold, you know, I got to be a part of these really awesome campaigns or, you know, content endeavors, whatever you want to call them. So I got to travel a ton. Um, even Blizzard reached out, which I hadn't been able to work for before, uh, work with before because I was with IGN, um, to work for Gamescom and be part of their live show every year. So it was really cool to do that. Um, I think I've just I've just been going project to project. Uh, my first year was like I'm just going to do it all, you know, <laughs> see what I can make happen, while I'm adjusting to this new lifestyle uh, of not having to go into an office every day, and kind of take it from there and then this year it was you know last year was so successful for me personally and rewarding that I was like you know I've done so much and now I want to see what I can do this year that's different creative more creative and, and coming directly from me um, and that is is more uh, heading in maybe, maybe just heading in a different direction or you know explores different avenues you know uh, just just off the success of last year I'm able to kind of pick and choose things now this year and be uh, take more time for myself, but also take more time for my passion projects and really kind of crank those out. And um, I don't know what you can expect this year. I'm definitely going to be working on more scripted stuff, more scripted content, like some short films. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So I want to do something yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think what else. And, and then of course, you know, there's the constant uh, gig based stuff like E3 and uh, Comic-Con, and pro probably will be at Gamescom again this year, so I think those are in the plans still. Uh, it's kind of like my bread and butter, and it's something that I've, you know, people reach out to me regularly for, so I think, yeah. but on the sidelines, it'll be, you know, I'm going spearhead, I'm going to spearhead my own projects, and Patreon's helping me a lot to, really, a lot to do that, so um, super grateful to have that. Yeah, Patreon has been such a help, I feel like, for content creators, honestly. It's, like, amazing what people do with it. It is. Uh, it's definitely uh, something that I've, I've tweaked and been a part of only for a year now, so I'm, I'm trying to, like, find what really works for people, but also, folk, like, not lose sight on the fact that, you know, I'm doing this and the you're funding my creative visions or endeavors that I want to take on throughout the yeah. year. So. Uh, it's really, really an awesome platform for that. So what do you, because I, I like obviously very startup, like new to all the, all to all this, but like, it's so difficult for me, like trying to run my own, like sort of business, I guess. What do you find is the most difficult thing about running your own business as opposed to being a part of something like IGN? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, because I've definitely had these kind of it's the same struggle that you're probably having you know mm -hmm. you did it and having to uh hold yourself accountable and not be beholden to a boss or something yeah um, I think that's the struggle is like okay like I, I have a day and I could decide to just play games all day or chill and read a book 
or I can, you know, work at this and start going off my to-do list and making things happen. Um, so it's a lot of, I think the struggle is not giving in too much to, um, to the, I need to work all the time, 24 seven or else I'm not getting anywhere or the guilt, you know, like I, I see that a lot on Twitter, people posting about, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything today. Uh, and I didn't work at all, or I can't work. Uh, I'm feeling like super guilty about that, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, don't, don't like, don't, um, devalue the days that you do have just to take care of yourself and to relax and try not to like guilt get in the way of that. Cause that can really build up and definitely be a detriment to you. Yeah. Just trying to move forward because you're just going to be, it's, it's a burden. It's something that's, that weighs on you, any sort of guilt or shame. So you need to kind of, you know, be easy on yourself and learn that, you know, even on those days where you're, you're feeling not motivated, that that's okay. And it's, it's maybe a, a good to signal for you to be like, I'm just going to take today for me and I'll do the rest of it tomorrow and kind of, Go with your your gut about those things, and um, but it's it's easier said than done, of course, because I've definitely fallen into that trap. I know I, it's so I'll, hard. I know I'll go a whole day, uh, just you know playing playing a game on my computer <laughs> or you know cleaning up the house, but like everything but work because yeah. for some reason it's just like I can't get to that part of the whatever I need to do, uh, and it's really tough. It's it's not it's not a thing that. Um, is something you experience as much when you're going to an office and you already start the day 9 a.m. You've got your schedule, you've got your coffee, you know, you've got yeah. your to-do list and you're there to do just that. But now you're working out of your home. It's a bit more challenging, but I think it's, it's finding that balance and really not being too hard on yourself on the days where it just isn't coming for you either, whether it's like, you know, writer's block, it's, it's akin to that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I It's so hard because like, I guess it's that it's easy uh, when someone else is your boss. It's easy to be like mad at them and be like, well, I have to do it because like they said, <laughs> you know, and you can be pissed at them. But when it's you and you're making the rules, it's like, oh, God, I don't know really how to feel towards myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have to make the rules, the- but also break them for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a it's a huge burden. But I think if you can master that and try to just, you know, go easy on yourself, uh, you can accomplish a lot more. Um, there's definitely studies about that that I've seen recently go out and I would do a bit of research before naming any (laughs) actual study, but it had, it had to do with the fact that people with more downtime, uh, who work for companies who have more downtime, more time to relax either throughout the day or the week, um, they actually end up being more productive because oh, they have wow. like that time to rest and break away and not be feel like I need to rush this out and do this right now and then I've got to move on to the next thing whereas it's more of a it's it's like like I said before it's a balance mm-hmm. and uh finding that's really tough but uh that's that's the struggle that I've encountered yeah <laughs> and I feel that <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> that. and I think everyone is on the same page with that yeah so we kind of talked a little bit about this earlier but I want to touch a little more on it um just because I'm curious, uh, obviously there are some careers where the attitude, attitude towards women occupying a certain job or space is kind of like, could be negative or dicey. Um, so that's definitely the case in gaming. You touched on it a little bit earlier. What do you think is or has been the most difficult thing about being a woman in the gaming industry? And what do you think is the most rewarding? 
Um, I think for, I'm going to do the same thing as before. I just start with the negative. So mm -hmm. I really, when I think about my, my personal experience, I think there's um, a tendency for women in any sort of space to be very competitive with each other. Um, and it's not something you see as much in a male dominated company where they, it's more of a, like, we're working at this together. Um, we all agree to follow such and such a leader or whatever women. It's, it's definitely more competitive. It's like, there can only be one woman mm -hmm. or there can only be one token girl on the, on such, like if we're on a podcast, for example, Oh, how dare we have two women? You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like three guys, one woman, that's it. Um, there's just, and it, these are like unspoken, uh, things. It's very nuanced. Um, and I'm not pointing any fingers by any means, but I see that a lot happen a lot in the industry. Um, that just women are put on, uh, are made to compete. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something we need to fight against. Um, and I think that we're, we're having more conversations about it. Uh, women are, you know, supporting each other a lot more and I'm seeing it in little pieces, chunks of the internet, but it's something that's maybe felt when you're in an environment and it's closer to your everyday lifestyle, like in an office or, um, just in any workspace, uh, at events, things like that. And I feel like there should, other women should give room for other women to flourish as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but it, it's, it's a thing that is two-sided. I'm only talking about, you know, maybe the woman's side, their response, their social responsibility, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a part of our society. We need to do it all together. I think we're all just humans and we're all just trying to make it. And that it's a, a concerted effort on, on both, you know, any gender, uh, whatever your your gender is you should focus on okay what are we trying to see changed and, and who do we want representing our community and we want diversity and mm -hmm. that we i think we for the most part all agree on that so what can we do what steps can we take to make it uh, better so that's i think something that i've definitely encountered uh working in a space where you know i was the only girl hosting the show uh i was the only girl for a while there at the company um yeah. until that started slowly but surely changing which I loved, and I think we're seeing more of that. Uh, so I think the positive of the fact that, you know, I think people come to me because they're like, oh, this is a girl who plays games, and we want to diversify, and I think that I benefited from that. Um, and I think a positive is the fact that I do get to represent women um, and kind of hopefully inspire them to keep doing or pursuing their passions and, and wanting to be a part of, the, of gaming. Um, I've definitely had a lot of women come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, like I watched all your videos so I could learn how to host and I, I aspire to be <laughs> like someone, someone like you. And, and I've had that said to me and it's just, it's, it's definitely something that I'm like grateful and humbled by, <laughs> Yeah. And, but I, I, it's a positive, you know, it's something it definitely that, you know, is. I was hoping would happen for not just me, but everybody. Like I want women to have a stronger foothold on this industry. I mean, it's a fact that we're 50% of the population we're and 50% of women, you know, I'd say, I don't know what the actual stats are, but it's, it's, it's a high number of women who play games on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So they need representation just like everyone else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you being on that platform definitely paved the way for other women. It definitely inspires other women. And also I will say that like when I first started getting into like putting my interest in gaming out there, like on YouTube and stuff like that, I remember that my cousin <laughs> asked me, well, he asked 
his sister, he was like, is she going to be like the girl on IGN? (laughs) And it's so funny to now be like actually talking to you because like so long ago back then he was like, that was like what he was thinking of. Like he thought of you, you know, and that's so cool. I guess it is true. You, you do open doors. The more women that are part of it, the more women that will be part of it because they feel like it's okay. And it's not going to be, you're not going to be a token woman or you're not going to be like, you know, it's exactly that. And I see that in all different, uh, diverse, like whether you're talking, uh, ethnicity, whether you're talking gender, um, LGBTQ, like they, this is happening everywhere where, Oh my God, like, I can't believe there's a, a a trans person on the show. Mm -hmm. That, That means that, Oh my God, I can actually, do that like there's a chance for me if I want to be on this show or talk about gaming in some way uh it means that that's that's it's like a kind of it's like oh holy crap like I didn't even know this was possible yeah exactly and then then they get inspired and they're like well maybe I can and then it's it's just a build-up from there yeah Uh, it's exciting it's 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 cool to be a part of that and and thank you for (laughs) saying that little anecdote I'll I definitely won't forget that that's really cool yeah I thought it was funny so what do you think is a piece of advice that you would give aspiring hosts or content creators not necessarily in the gaming industry but just in general um I think don't try to fall into any sort of box like don't feel the pressure to be a certain way you know like Mm -hmm. be authentic and don't and this is of course always easier said than done Mm -hmm. but I, I think I've definitely fallen into these traps before and I've seen other people fall into these traps before. It's like, you don't have to be a stereotype of any kind. Like you don't have, you just be yourself. Like follow the games that you actually care about. Talk about the things that you actually care about. Find what your moral value system is. Like what, what, what do you stand for? What do you not stand for? What are you looking, what really makes a game special to you? And, and be that authentic person. Cause that's what art is. And you, I think art dies if you try to fit your, like try to be a copy of someone else. Totally. Um, so I think that that's my best advice uh, when it comes to just anyone that's like apl- applicable to all industries, but for sure in the gaming space where we're a very vocal community and sometimes can be vicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, just if you're always living your truth, there's no, no one can hurt you and no one can say anything that will deter you from doing what you want to do. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. So <laughs> truth. we're, we're about to end it, but I do want to ask you a few like kind of rapid fire, just okay. silly questions. Uh, so what's your favorite password? <laughs> Always. <laughs> the go-to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve? Uh, technology not working. Mm, yeah. I get so frustrated, especially when it's in a crucial moment. I, I just, I'm like, you needed to do that one thing. Yeah. You had one job. Big fuck do. moment. Yeah, huge fuck moment. Uh, is that a question? Uh, <laughs> no, but it okay. could be. Uh, when do you feel the happiest? I love dancing. Okay. Uh, good music and, and if I can dance and I have that ability I'll do it in my house but I depending on the public situation <laughs> I might not always do it um and I think that's just it lights lights me up totally I love solo dance parties I'm so oh. <laughs> I'm so for that dude yeah I solo clean my dance room parties and it, it's pretty much a, a party in and of itself <laughs> pretty proud of that <laughs> and the last one is what was the first I'm actually just really curious about this what was the first 
video game that like imprinted on you? Like your first, like your gateway game that got you into gaming? Oh, uh, definitely Crash Bandicoot. Oh, hell yeah. I will never forget that. But <laughs> even, like even after that, Spyro had this like magical beauty. Oh, I, I, was, I know, Spyro's like, so great. Like I'll never forget the cuteness and the magic, like the, the magic that surrounded that yes. character. Um, but yeah, Crash was the first one, first love, and then Spyro was like the long-term relationship, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was like, it was like the quick fan, you know, romance, and then totally Spyro came along and it was like, okay, we're going to like, you're staying and we'll grow old together. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> this was really fun talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on to like, you have no idea how much I look up to you and like really admire you and everything that you're doing now currently. I think it's oh awesome. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I, if ever um, you need anything, just like hit me up. I'm totally down to help support you. You're, you're crushing yeah. it. You do a lot more than I do, I think. <laughs> you're screaming constantly. I always hear those 